That's the reason. And that's also the reason why there's only 26 people on YouTube, where if I was on Rumble, there'd be 76 people. Generally speaking, anywhere from 45 all the way up to 100 live at that time. But YouTube doing their best to shadow ban me and all that good stuff generally will never let it get over 40 people. So anyway, that's why I'm here. And uh, let's see, I saw a bunch of people on here. And Big Whale, somebody needs to send Big Whale a link every time to get onto Rumble. Because for some reason, he can't get onto Rumble ever. And he said he, he misses all of us. And he hasn't been able to be on Rumble. But if he could figure out Rumble and get it working the way it should, then he could be on every broadcast. Or Sermon Audio Live, because they're on every broadcast. But the chat is on Rumble. So I prefer... People be on Rumble as well so they could see us and all that good stuff um, that is there. Now, also, we are live on Twitter or now called X. Now, here's the thing. Man, I think I'm going to take this jacket off. I got it warm in here. Finally. Actually, it doesn't take that long to warm it up in here. But uh, I think I'll take it off here and... uh, I'm in Minnesota triple layers here because, of course, whoops, I hit the wrong button, but that won't affect you. Um, anyway, I just erased the whole chat that I just had up there, but that's okay. I lost a bunch of comments, uh, all that good stuff, but that's okay. We'll get it back here at her anyway. I can see more comments coming in. I just, yeah. Anyway, I shouldn't hit the reset button on that, but that's okay. Anyway, all right. So, here's the thing. I If I get time, I got to go to the Cairo tomorrow, all that good stuff. But if I get time, I want to help you. I want to wade through. Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones, and Elon Musk. I want to wade through that and maybe do that broadcast on Wednesday and help you to understand what in the world is going on with all that. So, yeah. We'll work on that for sure, and we'll talk about that. It does have implications for 2024, the election cycle. There's a number of fronts there, but I, I really want to get some time to watch that. I might do that maybe when my kids go to bed tonight and uh, I'll watch some of that interview. But there's Elon is part of that. Tucker Carlson is part of that. And uh, they're all jockeying. You know, Elon Musk I'm not going to talk about that today. Actually, we are going to talk about Elon a little bit because he's involved with this. But Elon Musk is vying for supremacy in the New World Order. He's not an independent player crusader. No, he's he's jockeying for position. 
But I like some stuff Carl uh, Tucker Carlson says. I like some stuff that Elon Musk says. I like some stuff that I like a lot of stuff that Alex Jones says. I like a ton of stuff that Alex Jones says. I like a ton of stuff that that um, Tucker Carlson says. Sure, why not? But I'm going to help you wade through some of it. So I'm going to try to work on that between maybe tonight, work on it a little bit tomorrow, and maybe have it ready for Wednesday's broadcast. But don't expect me to be on YouTube on Wednesday. Because as soon as Rumble is working, I am not going to be on YouTube. They kick me off. I can't say anything. It just, I, I, I hate it. And I figured out, guess what? I don't even need them. I don't need YouTube. So my platform has grown over on Rumble. I, I don't need YouTube. And on Sermon Audio, by the way, which is my choice and premier place for Everybody, because those people are Christians. They're born-again believers that love Jesus Christ that operate that. Yeah, I got my differences with them. Some of them are Bob Jones guys and Calvinists, and some are, um, you know, I, that's fine. I don't, they're Christians. I believe they're saved people. I looked at their what they believe about the gospel, and they're saved people that operate that. I'd rather have be on their platforms than on these guys. And by the way, uh, you know, uh, he has some independence, the Sermon Audio guy does, but that owns that. But anyway, I appreciate those people. And I appreciate them never shutting me down either. So anyway, but I, I appreciate them. And, and uh, so I like Sermon Audio. And uh, I, I appreciate them also. Now, you over on YouTube, you may not have heard anything over here, so I'll tell you some things. But actually, a lot of the same people that follow us on YouTube have come over to Rumble. Don't get used to YouTube, okay? I'm not coming back permanently or anything like that. I might put a few things. I will premiere the Coliseum on it. I will premiere the Coliseum. When the documentary for the Coliseum is done, I will premiere the Coliseum on there. I will premiere my, my documentaries on YouTube. Uh, when I say documentaries, I mean that in plural. Andrew and I have a lot of work ahead of us. We are going to produce a lot, uh, but uh, Lord willing. But anyway, that's that's for another discussion, another time. But if you want to, I, I we are going to Canada. The situation with Pastor Jeffrey and his situation is heated up a lot over there. Uh, I can't wait until May to get over there. I got my paperwork printed out. Uh, we need a few documents, but we're getting those together to get passports for my children and my wife. My wife will get a full passport. My children will get just the cards. And my son, I'm probably going to get a full passport for him in case I need him. What if I have to go over to a country somewhere, need him to fly over there and help me or something? Who knows? I know that's kind of crazy talk, isn't it? What the world would I be doing that for? But who knows? I don't know. I don't know what could happen, right? What God could do. So I'm going to Canada. Lord willing, in May. And I'm going to spend over a week there, right around a week there at that Pastor Jeffrey's church and around that area. And I'm going to be doing Baptist history stuff. Uh, we're going to be doing documentaries on evangelism under a B system. We're going to be, we're going to be evangelizing, preaching. We're going to See Carl and Mary and Daryl and Teresa and renew their vows. I'm going to renew their vows for them over in at at the uh, Niagara Falls in Canada. 
So anyway, lots of things to do. I, I got more. And then I'm going to spend 10 days with my family on the way back on a vacation with them. Just us, you know, and enjoy some time with them. So but I'm going to spend a week there and uh, Carl and Mary and Carol and Teresa and Andrew there and um, all that stuff. Okay. Uh, and I want to give you an opportunity to give towards that. So here's our page, oldpathsbaptistchurch.org, oldpathsbaptistchurch.org. There's the donate button. Okay. You click on PayPal, Venmo, or Apple Pay. You want to give towards that trip. Market Canada. If you're just giving towards our general expenses, which we have a ton always, um, that uh, that's fine too. Don't mark it, and it'll just go for all of our needs and uh, different things. But anyway, regardless, whatever it gets given for, it gets used. <laughs> if it does, if we get enough money for one thing, we need it for another. <laughs> we always need. Say, we're a ministry that's trying to reach thousands across the world. So, hundreds of thousands, Lord willing, and maybe millions someday. Who knows? But uh, that's our goal, right? So. Uh, that's what we do. All right. Uh, so if you want to give towards that, you can. That's how you give towards that. If you don't want to give anything, you don't have to. Uh, just pray for us. We'd appreciate it. We'd appreciate your prayers. And uh, and pray and ask God to deal with somebody else's heart to give. And uh, that'll be fine. Amen. That'll be a blessing for sure. So anyway, uh, enough of that. But that gives you an idea. And we'll have videos ahead. It will show you what we're about in Canada. What we're, I am going to do a broadcast with Pastor Jeffrey sometime. Soon, I want to talk about his situation over there. And, um, you know, he is not only a, a fellow pastor, he's becoming my friend. And, you know, we are, uh, we talk and uh, about things and all that stuff. Anyway, that's a blessing too. Pastors don't. Pastors don't have a lot of friends. They just don't. They, they have to be careful with what they do. And But also, pastor friends, I don't have a lot of those. Either. I think I just kind of annoy them sometimes or bother them <laughs> because of the, some of the stands I take. So they don't make me very popular. But anyway. Uh, let's see. So, you pray about all that. Now, let me, if you have not, what that is, like Gideon says, what that is. Let's see. This is a sermon from last Sunday, not yesterday, but a week before, because I am behind on getting things on sermon audio. I, I'll get another one on tonight, a broadcast. It'll be last Monday's broadcast. I'll get on there. Then I'll get sermons on there. And every other day, I'll every day I'm going to put something on this week, probably. Anyway, but this sermon has done quite well already. It just got put on yesterday. It's got 200 downloads. It is called The Virtuous Wife, Can Your Husband Trust You? That is something you ought to listen to. I don't know why I have that. I have that under the wrong... That's under the wrong thing here. Let's see. Let's that one. 
There we go. So, that one is, can your husband trust you? Okay. And the next one was preached yesterday. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Okay. So that one is one that I want you to, right? Uh, but anyway, you'll, you'll see these coming on. Henry Killinger Kissinger did quite well. I mean, quite well on Sermon Audio. So definitely got some folks out there listening to that one. I didn't put that on YouTube because they'll probably kick it off. They don't like me anyway. A lot of people don't go on Sermon Audio if we're on YouTube because YouTube's platform is very easy. There's 40 people on YouTube right now. A few people on Facebook. Actually, nobody's on. Oh, one person on Facebook. That's probably Red Redneck. He's always on. And uh, let's see. Um, I don't know who's on Twitter. I have no idea if anybody goes. I, I don't know. I just do not know. I'm not sure. But anyway, that's okay. That doesn't really matter that much. Okay, so we are going to talk about this topic here, though, today. And there we go. Here. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm wondering, I'm scrolling through things, and I'm wondering, what am I gonna teach on this this afternoon? I mean, believe me, I have enough outlines to last me in broadcast. I could do a broadcast every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and never run out of things. Cause I I mean I have sir I have Thousands of sermons, outlines, devotions that I've written. So all, all kind. I mean, I would never run out of material. I could just grab one and start preaching. I mean, as a pastor, I could just open up the Bible and start preaching to you, and I and I never run out of anything to say. But I, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, okay, what do I want to talk about here? And you know I take a very strong stand on the family and the home. You heard yesterday's sermon about the husband and wife and about the, the Proverbs 31 wife. Very convicting, those messages are. Very pointed. Deal, well, deal with the heart, matter of the issue, right? All those things. So, you know... Um, Lots there, right? Uh, but I saw this, and I just, honestly, I couldn't believe it. Like, I guess I can believe it. I just didn't know there was, like, a club of people that they're really popular. Dink. Dual income, no kid's life. That's what it's called. And they're happy about it. And they brag about it. 
right? They're happy about it, and they brag about it. They brag about not having children. Right? They brag about about that lifestyle. Not about, look, there are people that cannot have children. And their hearts are usually broken over that. They would have a hundred of them if they could. But they can't. So because they can't have children, they love children, help out with children, do things what they can, and all those other things. But these people, they brag. about not having children. Like a, they get a big kick out of it. They actually have a club, and then they give you the reason why. So I'm going to play some of these for you. TikTok, the most famous place in the whole world, right, to do anything. And I want you to listen. Then I'm going to teach you some things. And I have been married for nine years and my husband and I decided not to have kids because one of our core values is freedom. Let me explain. When my husband and I started dating, we... My, my husband and I, our core value, right? Our core value, I'm going to jack this volume up just a little bit so it's louder here for that video, is freedom. We both fell in love with how independent we were and how dedicated we were to our careers and our ambition and our purpose and our devotion to our own individual happiness. So early on, I was, you know, 24 when we were dating, we decided that we were not interested in having kids. But I also knew that I am very young and I may change my mind. So I never made any definitive decision. I just said, Yes, not having children sounds really, really nice, but I can't promise you that at 24. As time went on, we saw a lot of our friends having kids and my siblings having kids, and it reinforced the decision of not having kids for us because we saw just how much it changes your lifestyle. And my husband- We saw how much it changes your lifestyle. Duh. But listen to the vanity. Listen to the vanity in their voices. Listen to how they talk. They talk about children like there's some little asset or something. Like they're a little nuisance to them. Husband and I have an amazing life. Like... We do whatever we want. We've even lived in our own apartments. My husband and I, we have a great life. We do whatever we want. 
So that constitutes that constitutes a great life to do whatever you want to do, to live your life doing whatever you want to do. That is a dangerous way to live your life. It is a dangerous way to have your way in everything in life. Life is not about having your way all the time. But to her, life is about career, money, freedom. In New York City, while being happily married, and we've moved across the country from New York to LA, we bought a house in Seattle that we are now renting out to move back to LA because of work. And we are both able to be untethered and move based on our careers, based on what we want in life. We are untethered? That means we have really no commitment to each other or to anyone else. Nothing ties us down. Nothing holds us back. We just do what we want to do. Vanity, vanity. All is vanity, saith the preacher. All is vanity and vexation of spirit. Vain and empty lives of these people. Vain and empty people. Life. Not to say that you can't do those things while having kids, but kids are expensive. And I don't know if you would be able Kids are expensive. I mean, listen to... Think about what this lady sounds like. Kids are expensive. Hobbies are expensive. Right? Hobbies are expensive. They're bragging how they travel around the world. Uh, these dinks do. Little dinkies. These bunch of immature babies. They're a bunch of adolescent 30-year-olds. They're like immature 30-year-olds that are like 12-year-olds. Right? And they run around spending money. They're like, it's very expensive. Kids are expensive. And I couldn't go to the Bahamas and I couldn't, I couldn't travel the world and do everything that I want to do because kids are expensive. That's your thought process for children. That they're expensive. Right? Think about that. Children are an, are, are an inheritance of the Lord. Children and inheritance is an investment. And I don't mean monetarily. 
Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Children are a heritage of the Lord. They're a gift from God. They're an investment into the future. I personally think if you can't have children, you ought to adopt them then. You ought to take care of some children. If you're a godly married couple that loves the Lord, you ought to try to adopt them then. Children mature men and women. They have an effect on a on a on a on a marriage. They are to be the natural fruit of marriage. They normalize people. Bring them down to earth. These people have nothing normal about them. They're little kids that are 30-year-old kids doing their makeup. Able to be homeowners in our 30s if we had kids, and I don't know if you would be able to travel as much as we do if we had kids. And we were both raised in the generation with immigrant parents who had to work so incredibly hard to just afford the bare minimum of the life that we both got to live and we both felt neglected. I think that a child deserves to come into this world with parents who are- You know why you felt neglected? Because your dad wasn't out work, your dad wasn't the provider, and, and your mom wasn't home with you. See, this is the product of a mother not being at home. This right here is the product of a mother not being there. Or being there, but not doing what she is supposed to do. That's, that, that's what they're the product of. When a mom is there with their children, they don't feel neglected if they don't have all the fancy clothes and all the best resources and everything, all the best things and all that. Right? A lot of Christian women, even right now, are teaching their children wrong and Christian fathers by sending their mothers to work. They're saying that making money is more important than caring for their children. That's the message they send to them.
So they'll put them in the public school or they'll put them in a Christian school or they'll put them in daycare. Right? That's what they will do. That's why this woman is talking about things that are in improper order. But look what it produces, people. When you don't follow the Bible, look what is produced. Look what comes from it. This is what happens when you don't follow the scriptures. They have no natural affection. The Bible talks about that in Romans chapter 1. Right? And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving themselves that recompense of their which is meat. Look what the signs of those things are, though. Without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. Are fully. You know what a lot of young single couples are? They're too selfish to adopt, even if they couldn't have babies. They're selfish because they like their privacy. They like their, they like, they, they remind me of like a young man. That they get like 17, 18 years old and they want all kinds of freedom. Uh, and they don't want to be tied down to any responsibilities. They just, why? They're young men. Well, these are 30-year-old people that are bragging about how children are expensive as they own three houses. They're selfish. If you're a couple and you can't have children, well, maybe you should think about adopting children, especially Christians. Because Christians need, people out there need Christian parents. There's children out there that need Christian parents all over the world. God-fearing Christian parents that will raise them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Some people don't want their lifestyle to be interrupted. They like being able to travel, go wherever they want to go, do whatever they want to do, and not be hindered by anything. Christians have bought into this mentality too, just like the lost world has. Excited and devoted to the child and putting the child's wants and needs first. Child deserves that. And until. No, you don't put a child's wants and needs first. 
that's not even a correct order. You put each other's wants and needs first. Well, maybe not wants, but needs especially. And a husband and wife take care of each other. And then by that, they take care of the needs of their children. That's right. That's right. The rainbow crowd is adopting children. Oh, we are ready to do that for another human being. We choose to be child free. But follow along if you're interested in the dink lifestyle, which just means dual income, no kids, and see how we are living our life child free. See how we're living our life child free. By the way, if you notice something, it's mostly women. I mean, it's men that do this, but the women really like to brag about it. Why? Because they're the ones that are supposed to be bearing children. What does the Bible say? Right? What the Bible says about that. First Timothy five. I will therefore that the younger women bear children. I will therefore that the that the younger women bear children, guide the house, give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. Younger women are supposed to bear children and guide the house. Instead of with all they learn to be idle. Wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but tattlers also in busybodies, speaking things which they ought not. Right? That's what they do. With all they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but tattlers. Also in busybodies, speaking things that they ought not. What are younger women supposed to do? Marry, bear children, guide the house. Here's another one. I don't know if you've seen all of those super long lists of reasons why you shouldn't have kids floating around because I certainly have, because my algorithm is perfectly attuned to me. And it got me thinking, Ugh. we are approaching the time of year when I am a If like this woman was anywhere near me, I would vomit. She makes me want to vomit. 
she is so absolutely jezzed out to the max. She is like a Jezzosaurus, man. She lives in Jezopolis. I mean, she is just like super jazz. Super jazz. I don't know if you've seen all of those super long lists of reasons why you shouldn't have kids floating around. Because I certainly have. Because my algorithm is perfectly attuned to me. And it got me thinking, we are approaching the time of year when I am accosted with questions from my family of when I'm having kids and why don't I have kids yet? Not, oh, do you even want kids? For context, I got married three years ago. Not that that should matter. And somehow they pretend like they have amnesia from the year before when I stated that I don't even want them. I am on the no kids train personally, and I have been since I was a kid. So I've spent a lot of time thinking about responses that get my point across without causing World War III at a dinner. So I have two simple options for you to use if you want. First off being, have you met me? It makes it a little more playful, but also puts the onus back on the other person that's asking the question, Ugh. like... Ugh. Oh. I am so glad I am not married to anything like that. Ugh. I'm telling you, that thing right there makes me want to vomit. Do you know me? Would you really want me to procreate? Have you seen my life choices up to this point? Would anything up into this point in my life lead you to believe that I should be a mother? <laughs> Next up is, with every waking moment that I have left on this earth, I would rather do literally anything else at all. Finish it off with a big smile. I think that's really important. It leaves them guessing like, uh, was that a joke or is she very serious? All right, XOXO to all my child-free babies. Wow. Okay, so... She's basically, I would rather do anything else, she said, than be a mother. What is that? It's a generation without natural affection. They don't have it. I'm telling you, she doesn't have natural affection. Besides seriously making my skin crawl, like, ah, oh, making my skin crawl, like, ah, oh. I meet women like that on the street all the time and they hate me so much. They get so mad at me. Right? They, they absolutely get angry. But they are, they are to the core Jezebels. To the core Jezebel. Just no natural affection with that woman at all. Now let me show you some statistics. What is the Dink lifestyle? It's a survey exploring the Dink demographic. Again, that's dual income, no kids. 
For many, the path to the American dream includes owning a home, starting a family, and eventually retiring into a relaxing post-career stage of life. However, this isn't the case for many Americans born after 1997. In fact, for a good portion of Gen Zers, the ultimate goal is to become a dual-income, no-kids, dink household. We surveyed 1,024 Gen Zers and asked them about their financial future, whether they want to have children and what a fulfilling life looks like to them. Continue reading to learn more about these generational goals. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Nearly one in four Gen Zers expect to be a dink household someday, while 38% of respondents remain undecided. More than one in four Gen Zers don't want to have children. More than one out of four, 25% of them. Only 52% of Gen Zers believe they can live a luxurious lifestyle while having children. Why do you need to live a a luxurious lifestyle? Well, Carl, most of your generation lives it. Most of your generation, they don't want children. And they want two-income family. They want to be a two-income family and make money. The median household income of Dinks is 138000 compared to 103000 for non-Dink households. Okay, so look at the priority of Gen Zers. So what is their goal? Number one goal is living a financially comfortable life. 98% of them out of the over 1,000 people polled, 98% of them said that their number one goal is living a fine. I know you're that generation, 30 years old. People from your generation don't want children. No, you're not. That lady's in her 30s. That lady is in her 30s. You want me to go back and play the video? There are people from your, in fact, there are Europeans like you got raised that want to travel around the world and don't want any responsibilities. They want to be free to go wherever they want to go and do whatever they want to do. They don't want anything tied down to them. They want to go vacation where they want to go. They want to live the dream they want to live. They want to do what they want to do. That's the European lifestyle. That's... That's a lot of Europeans. It doesn't matter if you're a Gen Zer. It's the same category. Your generation in their 30s want to do that. Call it a millennial. Call it a Gen Zer. Doesn't matter. That's them. The demographics don't lie. People in their 30s and back 
are predominantly not wanting children. It's your generation. Give or take a couple years. It's totally popular. People in their 30s, people back in their 20s. That that 10, 15 years, they don't want to have kids. It's very popular. They want to travel around and they don't want to be tied down. So number one, living a financially comfortable life. That's their first objective. Number two, positive mental health. say the most important goal, positive mental health. Pursuing a career is number three. 88% said the most important thing for them. 88%. Said pursuing a career, male or female, 88%. Finding a lifelong romantic partner, 86%. Uh, Finding a lifelong platonic partner. 86%. Having or adopting children, 52%. Over half, only half of them said that was an important life goal. I'm going to say this to you as a pastor of pastoring people. Couples that do not have children or take care of children or help children in that sense their marriages are not as strong. Children for a married couple is part of a growth process. And when couples have children, adopt children, uh, foster children, whatever the case may be, any of those things, it normalizes them. It matures them. It causes them to grow up. You have to, when you're married, you have to let go of selfish things. Uh, When you have children, you have to let go of selfish things. The longer, when you're married, a lot of times you can still be selfish. It doesn't work out well. But when you have children and you have children to care for, you can't be as selfish. It stabilizes you. 
Like, man, I can't just go off and run off and do whatever I want to do because if I do that, I'm going to affect the lives of my children. See, you got to stop running. When you have children, you have to stop running. You can't, it doesn't work out well to live your life flying by the seat of your pants. Right? They make a marriage, they they cause you to mature. Children make you grow up. And these people don't want to grow up. They want to be a Toys R Us kid. Right. A keeper at home that the word of God be not. You don't get to run around. What they're saying is, I want a jet set. I want to go wherever I want to go. I don't want to be a keeper at home. Right? What they're, like, it's not surprising. What they're telling you is, is I don't want to be a keeper at home. Because, man, I have to mature up and I have to do what I... And I have to do what the Lord's called me to do. I I have to fulfill the role that God has for me. 27% of Gen Zers said they don't want to have children. They absolutely have ruled it out. They do not want children. 27% of them. Nearly one out of four Gen Zers expect to have a dink household someday. Now, you ready to look at the most selfish reasons of why they don't want children? Then you'll see why I, I it's anti, by the way, I'm going to say this, it is anti-Christ not to want children. It's anti, it's, it's anti-Christ. What it is. It's not natural affection. Children are the natural fruit of marriage. Now, again, sometimes it's adopting. Sometimes it's not coming from your own womb. But they're the natural fruit of marriage. But let's look at their objectives. Top 10 reasons Gen Zers don't want kids. Number one, enjoy the flexibility of not having them. 89% of women said that. 89% of women. Number two, 
said that. 71% of men said that. Children would be in their way. Children will get in their way. The second reason. They cost too much money. Are you listening to me? These people without natural affection said they cost too much money. No, cigarettes cost too much money. Alcohol costs too much money. Pot costs too much money. Going out to eat every day costs too much money. Expensive pets cost too much money. Pampering expensive pets cost too much money. Vacationing around the world costs too much money. Right? How can anyone in their right mind say children cost too much money? Children add value to your life. They add value to your marriage. They add eternal rewards to your life. They are your offspring. They are your future. They are your heritage. They are your investment. Eighty-six percent of women said they don't want children because they cost too much money. That is Antichrist without natural affection. It is indoctrination. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. Sixty-four percent of men said they cost too much money. That was the second reason. The first one is they take my time up. I I like being, I I like being flexible. I like being able to just run around like a kid, never grow up and couch surf across Europe and couch surf across across uh, the world. I don't want to grow up. I want to be a Toys R Us kid. I want to be a kid. I don't want to grow up and have children. Right?
Think about that. They cost too much money. Number three, I value my alone time. 70% of women said they value their alone time. They don't want to invest into anybody. Their own children. They value their alone. They're selfish. Really, the number one reason is all selfishness. Sixty-two percent of men said, I value my alone time. The fourth reason, to protect my mental health. 66% of women said that children are bad for their mental health. Sixty-six percent said that children were bad for their mental health. How do you know? You haven't had any. Thirty-six percent of men said children were bad for their mental health. Thirty-six percent of men. said that children were bad for their mental health. (laughs) Next, number five. No, you know what's bad for your mental health? Not having productive things to do. Nurturing children is productive and good therapy. Nurturing children and investing in the lives of other people strengthens your mental health. The giving of yourself to others. The problem with mental health is mostly that you're thinking on yourself. When you think about yourself too much, you get worse. Number five, they take up too much time. 61% said children take up too much time. Then you beg, the, the question is begged, what should you be doing with your time? Well, we know what the Bible says a lady is to be doing. I will, therefore, that the younger women bear children. 
Guide the house. Give not occasion the adversary to speak reproachfully. Titus 2 says that, that the age men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, and patience. The age women likewise, that they be in behaviors, becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober. Those women are not sober. They're not sober-minded. Why? Because the aged women that were around them never taught them to be sober-minded. You're not to be chasing a career. The aged women likewise, they be in behaviors becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. To be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. That's what your time is supposed to be doing. 61% of women said children take up too much time. 64% of men said children take up too much time. Yeah, because they want to run around and fornicate and drink booze and have their hobbies. Go skiing and and uh, sailing and skiing and traveling and doing all these. They don't want to grow up. They don't want to be men. They don't want to put away childish things. Right? Number six. Lack of maternal and paternal skill instincts. 52% said that. They have a lack of maternal and paternal instincts. 57% of women say they lack those instincts. Oh, those, those instincts will kick in. 18% of men said that. Why? Because mostly it's women that have to nurture a baby is a woman's duty. That's what women do. So 57% of these women admit that they are from a generation that is without natural affection. Do you understand that? They're admitting what the Bible says. They're without natural affections. They lack maternal instincts. Why? They were probably raised by a mother that worked outside of the home. That didn't take care of them. That left them to a cold, dead daycare center. That shoved them into the the public school system. So then because of that, they don't have natural affection. 
right? They say, we don't have any natural maternal instincts. Oh, it wouldn't take long if you had a baby. You'd get some. Fifty-seven percent. Said they lack maternal or paternal instincts. The men, the women said 57% of them. Next, number seven, the world is overpopulated. 51% of them said the world was overpopulated. 55% of women said the world is overpopulated. Really? It is, huh? Well, how come we don't have enough workers in America? How come the birth rate is at its lowest point ever right now? That it's ever been since society has been recording it. We don't have enough people for the jobs that we have. We don't have enough men in trades. We don't have enough people. The birth rate is as low as it's been for a long time. But 55% of people use it as an excuse, well, the world is overpopulated. It's impossible for the world to be overpopulated, by the way. Impossible. Absolutely impossible. But again, population control, that's that's another new world order antichrist agenda. The antichrist. Thirty six percent of men said that. Next, number eight, climate change. 47%, almost 50% said, well, because of climate change, I don't want to bring any children to the world. And is that stupid? Again, new world order agenda. Antichrist agenda. 33% of men said that. Oh, climate change. Man, they don't mean that. Those men don't mean that. They're just saying that because they want to have their cake and eat it too. You want to to tell you something? If you're a man, if you're a man, a Christian man, And all you want to do is observe the marriage bed with your wife, but you don't want any offspring to come from that? You don't want the responsibility of raising children? Then you're a little boy. 
You're not a man. You're just, you're just a little boy. You don't want to be a man. Because some people, even Christians, would rather just have, be married, have a woman take care of their needs, but not have children. That's immature. It's selfish and immature behavior. Because women desire a child. Whether it comes from their own womb or, or they have to adopt, women desire a child. They desire a child to take care of. Godly women, Christian women, they desire children. It's very natural. Very natural thing. For, for uh, women to desire children. Especially when they're married and they want to serve the Lord. They desire children. And it's a very odd thing when they don't. Number nine, I view them as individuals instead of something to enhance myself. Well, that premise is just stupid. Viewing children as enhancing myself. Children is the natural fruit of marriage. It doesn't have anything to do with enhancing yourself. Christians say to ask the question, if you don't mind, if God has called someone to singleness, would it be okay for them to adopt children and be a single parent? No, I don't believe so. I don't believe it would be right. Children need a father and a mother. Bringing children into a, a situation, unless it was a dire strait, right? Unless it was a dire strait. situation where they had nobody and you were the only one to take care of them like that to give them a better life, then so be it. But for a single person, 
Children need a father and a mother. God designed it so they would have both. Now, if somebody dies, that's different. A situation comes up and someone needs cared for and that, of course. But ideally, no. Because God made a, a children to need a father and a mother. That's why it takes two to have them. Women cannot have children without a man. A man cannot have a baby, have a, a child brought into this world without a woman. God's design is male and female. I have no idea what enhancing myself means. I have no idea. I don't think I've ever done that. It's basically a selfish way of saying that I don't have children for a status quo so I could like say I had children. I believe they're individuals and they have their own lives and I don't want to see them as like a status symbol and to enhance myself. It's just an excuse to be a little trendy New World Order devil, that's all. 48% of women said that. 31% of men said that. But here's the kicker. Look at the last, the 10th reason. Almost half of the people said, I don't like them. Right? They said, I don't like them. They literally said, I don't like children. Okay, now there's stuff that I don't like. I don't like transgenders. I don't like olives. I don't like olives. I, I don't like, um, what else don't I like? Let's see. I don't like ginger. Straight, that is. I don't like the New World Order. I hate the devil. I don't like gingerbread man. I don't like wasps. I hate mosquitoes. Right? I don't like the cold. I don't like walking out and freezing. 
But how could I look at children and say I don't like them? Forty-eight percent of women, half of those women said they don't like children. And I would say to you, the reason they don't like children is because they were probably raised by Godzilla. Right? How could you say that you don't like children? Because they don't have natural affection. That's why. Sure does, eyes to see. It makes the depopulation agenda easier, doesn't it? Forty-eight percent said they don't like children. Twenty-nine percent of men said they don't like children. This is Romans 1. This is that blueprint for the destruction of society that I talked to you about. This is that without natural affection. It's antichrist. It's cold. It's dead. This is how you dehumanize people. When asked to rank the importance of specific goals, 98% of Gen Zers agreed that living a financially comfortable life is their top priority. While pursuing a career and finding a lifelong romantic partner were still important, 88%, 86%. Gen Z ranked starting a family at the least most important goal. Top reasons Gen Zers desire a home. Want to own space to do with as I please. 90% said they don't want children.
Where do dinks live? Gen Z seems to want to forego having children more than any previous generation. While the dink lifestyle grows nationwide, the national average in the U.S. for the percentage of dink household is 6.26%. But are dink households most common in metropolitan areas? Look at that. Number two, no surprise. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Right where God brought me to preach to these devils. Right here in the Twin Cities. Number two on the list. Look at that. Nashville is number four. So there you go. These are the demographics, right, of all of them. This is the... Here we go. A dink is just a yeah, double income, no kids, which basically means that there's two of you working. Uh, you guys both make pretty decent incomes, most likely. You'll notice the dog in the background, right, though? Oh, they got to have the dog, don't they? and you don't have any kids. So with that comes a lot of time freedom and money freedom, but it is a very popular lifestyle. I, you know, Paige and I love it. We love the flexibility of being kid free for the moment. And um, we're not sure if we're gonna have kids, but we see a lot of our friends partaking the same activities as us, as you know, they're, they're going to, they're going on vacations, they're going to Europe, they're uh, starting side hustles. And none of that would really be possible with kids um, at a young age. We're dinks. We go to Trader Joe's and workout classes on the weekends. We're dinks. We get into snobby hobbies like skiing and golfing. We're dinks. We can go to Florida on a whim. We're dinks. We're already planning our European vacation next year. Dinks. We get a full eight hours of sleep and sometimes more. <laughs> um, so I think economic factors definitely leans into why people are talking about dinks so much more. But it also leans into just the generational changes. You know, our grandparents and our parents, they got married young, they had kids young, they went to college. And I think this newer generation is just um, trying to, you know, be more intentional with those decisions. It's just challenging those norms that are kind of rooted into society right now. Um, it, maybe it doesn't make sense for all of us to go to college. Maybe it doesn't make sense for us to have kids or have kids so young. And so it's just a generational shift. And I think that um, some of the older generations haven't come around to that shift. Obviously, people have very strong views on whether to have kids or whether to not have kids. Um, but I think some of the feedback, like, I, I think most of the bad feedback I get are from those older generation people where it's like, oh, oh you're being selfish if you don't have kids oh like who's going to take care of you um, when you don't have kids right you're going to be 50 or, or 80 or whatever and no one's going to be able to take care of you um in my
are some of the wealthiest and healthiest people uh you know in in society right now you know they take care of themselves they invest in their financial future and so I truly believe we're not going to need kids to really take care of us because we'll have the money, we'll have the means, we can pay for premium healthcare, healthcare if we need to. Um, so I just think that like the older generation isn't warmed up to the fact that you don't have to have kids to live a meaningful life. It's it's just really important to make sure you find meaning in community and, and family and, and all that. But um, kids are not like the end all be all in, in that. You know, I know so many kids who don't go home for Thanksgiving or so many parents who aren't talking to their kids, right? It's not a guaranteed purposeful life just to have kids. You can find meaning and purpose in, in so many other aspects of life. And I think the Dink community is stepping up the challenge at too, because we're we're banding together and we're like, hey, we're gonna do these fun things. We're gonna make a difference in the world. And you know, we don't have to have your guys' approval to do so. Right. So, right here you go. Uh, he's explaining that, you know, they don't they don't need kids. Young couples opting out of parenthood are taking on the social media giant TikTok to celebrate the joys of child free living. The term dink, meaning dual income, no kids refers to married couples or partners in a committed relationship who meet, remain childless by choice for reasons like lifestyle preferences, personal freedom and financial savings. In one viral video, a couple goes back and forth discussing the virtues of being dinks and some of the ensuring judgments they get as well. We're dinks, of course. We're going to go out to eat every night after work, the man says. Also saying he's going to go to every football game and play 18 holes of golf whenever he wants. We're dinks. We have disposable income to spend on whatever we would like and don't have to spend on a kid, the woman says. Also adding, they'll be asked daily when they plan on having children. In 2020, the U.S. hit a 40-year low in births with 3.6 million babies born. As of 2022, 43% of the households were childless in America. 43%. We're childless. A 7% increase from 2012. A 2021 Pew Research study found 44% of non-parents ages 18 to 49 said it's not too likely or not likely at all they will ever have kids. Of those unlikely to have kids, 56% said the reason was they just don't want to. Seventeen percent cited financial reasons. They just don't want to. Eighteen to forty-nine. Forty-four percent of them. Fifty-six percent of them polled said we just don't want to. They were raised without natural affection. They were raised without their mothers being in the home and caring for them. They were raised without loving fathers and mothers. And now they want nothing to do with children. 
children are an unhappy fruit of not using birth control. That's the way they view them. They love their dogs, right? They call their doggies their kids, right? You know, this one caused a lady to leave my church. This one right here, this sermon. End times, unnatural affection, pets over people. That one made a lady leave our church. She walked right out of our church because of this this right here. That sermon right there. End times, unnatural affection. I saw them go pookie doopy whoopie pookie wookie wookie pookie wookie 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 pookie wookie over a stupid dog. Over a stupid cat. I've watched them talk poopy doopy whoopy whoopy over stupid animals. Christian people. Treating their animals like they're humans. That lady didn't tell me. She was mad. She told everybody else. Well, my cat's been better than to me than any human being's ever been. Well, my doggy woggy woogie boogie woogie woogie woogie's been better to me than any other human. Well, why don't you get some friends? you quit putting your dog in a dress and go buy a dress for some little kid some some little girl somewhere that needs one just stupid i hate it i it's so dumb i've watched i i hate it i absolutely hate it i hate that spirit the way they look at them they hate children but they love these animals they go absolutely bonkers over those animals I don't baby no animal. You know what I do with them? Treat them like an animal. That's what I do with them. I treat them like an animal. It just, it boggles the mind. I hate it so much. It's so anti-Christ. And I know how I'm spot on with it. You know how? Because I get people getting irate and mad at me about it. That's how I know I'm straight up over the target. Just I I it just drives me nuts to watch people do it. You got grandparents doing it, uh, uh older people doing it. It's like, why don't you go invest in your grandkids? Why don't you go spend time with 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 some children? Why are you going to treat your dog like a human? Or your cat like a human? Or your animal? Why don't you go treat a human like a human? Oh, I know why. Because that would make you have to emotionally invest in someone that has the potential of hurting you. Hookie wookie's not going to hurt you, right? 
But investing in people, yeah, you're going to get hurt. So they save their emotions for pets instead of people. Haven't you noticed it? What did Dinky Winky Ding Dong Man here do? What did Dinky Winky Ding Dong Man have in his living room? Dinky Winky Ding Dong Man had a dog in his floor on his floor. Why? Because the dog's replacing the kid. Duh. They go walk around with their little doggy woggy pookie wookie dookie wookie. And they talk to it like I play with my little boy. Right? But somebody looks at me and I go and I go to the vet. Are you Buster's mom? No, that ain't Buster's mom. That's my wife. And she ain't never bore no ugly thing like that in her life. That thing didn't come out of my wife's womb. That's a pet. That's an animal. It has a use. And by the way, I don't care if every woman in the world gets mad at me. I do not care. Go ahead. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Good. Get mad. I don't care. Just nonsense. You see where the world's going and you try to wake some people up and be like, hey, why don't you think about it? Yeah, let me be real queer. My wife, let me real queer, real clear. My wife is not a bitch. She didn't have a dog. Right? People say stupid things. Like, it's like, you know how they're dehumanizing people? No, I'm not the dog. I'm not the parent of a pet. I own that thing. I didn't parent that thing. I own that thing. Do you see how the mentality in this world is so, like, people that lived on a farm, they used to think, like, well, that's my animal. Man, I got to go shoot that thing. Well, chicken's bad. Got to go blow its head off. Dog's bad. I got to go do this. Now the mentality has changed so much that the way people view, th view things. I'm telling you, it's crept so slowly in that women waste all of their natural affection on animals. Yeah. They waste it. They waste all their natural affection on animals that they're supposed to be investing in humans. I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's bad to care for your animals and be good to God's creation. I get it. 
right? Great day in the morning. I woke Big Whale up. See, I see what's coming down the pike. I'm watching what they're doing with all this stuff and the conditioning that they've done with everybody and the way they've done it. And you watch, man. I'm telling you, it is getting so... Boy, you study the things that I study and I look at, and it'll blow your brains. When you look at it, you see it. It's the same thing they did in the Coliseum. Don't believe me? All right. Listen up. Listen up to your two little blessings, all right? Let me give you your two little blessings. Let me tell you, let me tell you something about your two little blessings here. All right? So in the Colosseum, you ready for this? In the Colosseum, they had thousands of lions and tigers and all kinds of other animals in there. And they would line up the lions and the, and the animals and the tigers to do all this stuff, right? They lined them up and they would come up out of the ground. And the tigers would be eating other animals up, would eat people up right in front of them. Want to know what the people did? They voted, the women and the men in the Colosseum voted to keep the lion alive. But they would vote to kill the people. Get it? That's where we're headed. I mean, we're already there. Oh, you know that. Well, if there was an eagle that was going after my chickens and I shot the eagle, I'd go to prison. But if my wife didn't want a baby, she could just take it in and have it killed. Right? And these are the people, these dinks, and these pet lovers and these dinks, they're the people that are going to do it. Oh, yeah. All these old ladies with pookie dookies. They're the ones that are going to do they're going to they're going to be going, "Yeah, do it." I know, but I'm just some I know, I'm just uh I'm just some ranting crazy dude, right? Oh, preacher, you just need to calm down. You just need to tone it down a little bit, preacher. You just need to calm down. What are you getting so excited for? 
By the way, you think you're doing something new, putting your little dog in a dress and putting your little animals in a dress and dress them up like humans? You think you're doing something different? They did it in the Coliseum too. They put all the animals in in human clothes and had them and had them do uh, and had them uh, perform. And their mentality was so twisted. It was so twisted. They killed the humans and left the animals alive. I just don't love any animal that much. I'm sorry. I don't. I see animals as under my dominion and that I own them. And animals are tools. That's what they are. They're tools. That's what an animal is. It's a tool. Anyway, you can go back and listen to that one. Here are these people, more more on these people, these dinks. See, one of the common traits of these groups is to have pets and not children. They say, look how much it costs to raise a child. Estimates vary on the exact cost, but it will likely cost roughly between 200000 and 300000 Right? Okay, what's that? What? Why does that matter? It does to them because they worship money. With over seven hundred seventy thousand likes, TikTok user Uni presented the list of why they are never having children, from toddler sass to potty training. Their three hundred and fifty cons outweighed their thirty-five pros. Along with these potentially harrowing experiences, other millennial women and their partners have decided on no kids for reasons including avoiding stress and having more financial freedom. They are known as dinks or couples with double income and no kids. Even Elon Musk said, 
Our children are going to be taking care of you. Because you people don't want to have children. Our children are going to have to take care of you. That's what Elon Musk said. He was right. Our children are going to take care of you. Right, ain't he? Raised in a Pakistani household, 33-year-old relationship coach and writer Sana Akhand was raised with the mentality that marriage, kids, and a life in the suburbs was the only way to have a fulfilling life as a woman. Assuming that she would have kids because the other women she knew had them too, she didn't personally know any women who chose to be child-free until I decided to be child-free. I was never fully against having kids, but I had this deep fear that I would be a horrible mother one day. When I met my husband, he told me he didn't think he wanted to have kids. That's when I realized I too have a choice. So I began to explore what a child-free life would look like for me. There you go. The Federal Reserve Survey of Consumer Finance has found that current median net worth for a couple with no kids is 250000 So They can have a lot more. For millennial lifestyle content creator Rosie Piper, the Dink lifestyle provides a way for her and her partner to both thrive in their careers and lifestyles as long as we feel comfortable. There is so much flexibility in a Dink lifestyle. Akhan believes that part of the reason why the Dink lifestyle has so many critics is because they don't like seeing women making their own choices, especially ones that go against societal norms. Well, I don't. I don't like women making anti-Christ choices. You're right about that. I think a woman should be under her father or husband. It's God's... Let me, let me tell you something. If you're married, let me tell you something. It is not your decision to have a child. It is up to the Lord. When you observe the marriage bed, if God brings the fruit of that in children, praise the Lord. If he doesn't, you praise the Lord still. But you are not allowed to make your own decision when it comes to that. Because you are not your own. You are bought and paid for with a price. You either belong to, your marriage either belongs to the Lord or it belongs to you. If it belongs to you, you're going to screw it up. If it, if it belongs to God and you follow the Lord and you follow his ways, you'll be blessed. If you follow your own ways, then you'll suffer for it. The Bible says you're not your own. You're bought and paid for with a price. 
That's why a husband and wife is not to defraud one another. Because they both belong to the Lord. And the fruit of the marriage bed is children. That's how it works. If you're not observing the marriage bed, you're in sin. Plain and simple. And if you're withholding the marriage bed so you don't have children, you're definitely in sin. And if you're using birth control, you're being a murderer. And you need to repent. Because all of that is antichrist. All of that mentality is an antichrist mentality. That's all that it is. Recent surveys have put a spotlight on the strain and stress that motherhood can potentially have. College-educated millennial women are now so well-versed in the statistics of modern maternal inequity that we can recite them as if we'd already experienced them ourselves. From maternity mortality states, stats of black women, to the mental load in heterosexual relationships. You mean being a wife and that baby being birthed out of you and you caring for it and being a mother? You know why a lot of women don't even like breastfeeding their own children if it's pos- if they can do that and pushing through that and learning to get through that and learning to do that because they don't have a lot of natural affection. It's ooey, grossy, woesy to them. Somebody asked me, Pastor, what about men who surgically stop themselves from having children? If any man lets someone take a knife to their privy member, yeah, they're pretty effeminate. Let me tell you that. If they let them take a knife to their privy members, period, yeah, they're pretty effeminate. If you let somebody stop you procreating, you're pretty much a loser. And less than a man. Plain and simple. I'd say you're a little sissy britches is what I'd say you are. That's what I would say. I would tell that pastor that he's a poor example. And shut up and don't tell anybody you did that. Repent of it and shut up. Because you actually let your wife talk you into going in and, 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 and doing that? Really? I knew a man that did that. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe he did that. I know what you mean. They still have to slit things and do things to make that happen. I'm not stupid. I understand how science works. I understand the prevention.
Okay, anyway, so you can go on and on and on with this. For numerous couples, today the decision to not have children comes down to simply not wanting them. 56% of those surveyed, 2021 said that. They're people without natural affection. That's what they are. We won't go in and rehash this. But it is Antichrist. To want to be married and not want children is immaturity. It's selfishness and immaturity. That's what it is. That's right. It can be reversed, Erica. Because Ryan and Erica did reverse that, and you can watch that video reversing birth control. Let me get it for you. Hey, this was our first documentary. I forgot about that. We got to put the video on here. I forgot, Erica. You guys were our first documentary. Well, Ryan being the guy, you being the lady. Reversing birth control, a couple's testimony against Planned Parenthood. That was my title. I thought it was cool. But anyway, you can find that there. The video is also on YouTube as well. Right? But it can be reversed. That's right, because Ryan and Erica didn't. How many babies did you have afterwards, Erica? I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. Let me play a song here. Lou? Without purpose or plan When trying his servant And molding a man Give thanks to the Lord Though your testing seems long In darkness he giveth a song Oh, rejoice in the Master that day, then 
Amen and amen. All right, that's right. Five children since then, and uh, we praise the Lord for that. And uh, but you can listen to Ryan and Erica's testimony right there. Reversing birth control, a couple's testimony against Planned Parenthood. It is right here on YouTube, and it's on Sermon Audio. Well, uh, and uh, you can catch it there too as well. So. Uh, it's not on Rumble yet, but we don't have a lot of things on Rumble yet, but we'll get them on there eventually. Um, anyway, all right, everybody. God bless you. And um, you know I get very passionate about these subjects when it comes to family, children, this Antichrist agenda that is out there today, this dink, double income. This is so relatable to Ryan and Erica's testimony because if you realize – why they did some of the things they did and the way they did it. A lot of it had to do with income and different things like that. So it goes along. It goes along with um, all those things. So anyway, go back and listen to that sometime. Watch the video. This was our first documentary. And I forgot we did this. <laughs> so anyway, our second one will be the Coliseum. But uh, this is really good, though. But it'll be a little different, the one that we do with the Coliseum. All right, everybody. God bless you, though. Uh, pray for our ministry. 
If you'd like to give, here's how you do that. I'm not going to go into all that, but here's how you do it, okay? So um, pray for us and pray for our ministry, all right? God bless you all. Take care, and uh, we'll see you soon.